How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Emerald City Hockey's first ever playoff postgame live celebrating the Kraken's playoff win. First ever postseason game, RJ. I mean, I don't think anybody could have predicted this. Not even our awesome sponsor, Queen Anne Beer Hall. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they were certainly ready for it when it happened. I, I got to spend almost the entire game at Queen Anne Beer Hall. Let me tell you, Dylan, it was a party over there. The goal horn, the, you know, the lithium playing and everything, everybody nice. fired up. And, and what a game uh, to get everybody pumped up for the playoffs. Kraken win. Take a one nothing series lead uh, after a lot of sites said that uh, they were maybe the biggest underdog in the playoffs. The Kraken come out and win and win convincingly. I, I was really impressed by their effort. We could break it all down later, but uh, let, let's just celebrate for a second. I know it was an incredible win. I mean, they did they did everything that the Kraken have done throughout the, the course of the season. And then they did everything that we knew they were going to need to do entering this series as a wild card team. You're a natural underdog. You're playing the defending Stanley cup champions, all that stuff. But the bottom line is they came in here and you had all four lines rolling. Colorado did not have an answer to the Kraken's depth. They just didn't. Uh, you had Philip Grubauer playing incredible like those those moments in time like the end of the second period where Colorado really got going Grubauer was the difference maker he stopped every attempt that they had he helped pick up for the few mistakes that the crack had made that's another thing we talked about got to limit mistakes in the playoffs they'll really kill you especially against a team with guys like Nathan McKinnon and all of them Kill McCarr Grubauer was the difference there and and that was just something that I'm so, so happy to see. And if he's going to play like he did tonight, RJ, I mean, this will just keep happening. Yeah, goaltending can get you far in the playoffs. And Philip Grubauer was making it happen tonight. And that's one of the reasons I felt cautiously optimistic going into this one. Yeah, I'm really, really happy to see Grubauer play this well and, and for Grubauer to uh, hopefully silence some of those critics he's had all year long. All right, so we've got a bunch of super chats lined up. Let's get straight into it. Thank you, everybody, uh, for waiting on here. As we've got over 140 in chat already. Uh, let's get started with Braun here with the first super chat. From day one to now, special moment. Absolutely. From, from just thinking back, a lot of times today I've thought back to kind of day one to that first training camp to our first post-game live. Uh, it's been a journey, that's for sure, uh, and I'm I'm so glad that we get to be here with everybody right now. Yeah, we've we've talked about it all through, kind of leading up to this moment when they clinched the playoffs, when they got the hundred points, all of it. It has been a really really special experience, and to be in here with 160 plus people, everybody, we've all been on this journey together. It's oh man, it's been so awesome, and now we get to say that we're undefeated in the playoffs, and not because the playoffs haven't started yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's, you know, it's it's a great banner to have, especially when you've played a playoff game. I know they were saying that before the team even even came into existence, but it feels like it means a little bit more now. Just a little. Just a All little. right. So next super chat here from Seth. Missed the first two periods, but that third was exciting. Prediction Kraken in six. Avs have been a team they've consistently done well against. And that, that was something we looked at in the series preview, uh, was the season series. And the Kraken pretty consistently have played well against Colorado. The argument, of course, was, you know, it's the playoffs, it's different, they're healthy now. But that didn't seem to make a lot of difference tonight. No, I mean, Philip Grubauer, again, I think he was the biggest difference maker for them. And yeah, you can point to, if you're like a Colorado Avalanche fan, you point to, well, look, we've got a couple posts, right? Like things like that, that, that you know, you don't expect that to go against you every game, whatever. The bottom line is the Avalanche do not have an answer for the Kraken's depth. 
And I'm sure Bednar, they'll they'll focus on some things. They'll change up what kind of matchups they want to go with for game two. We'll see if that ends up making any sort of difference. But the bottom line is the, the, too much of this game was spent in the Colorado zone if you're the avalanche. And I don't see a way for them to kind of fix that problem. And so it just kind of puts even more emphasis on their star players than I think even you and I thought it was going to be for them. Yeah, that was the big question is, is can the Avalanche spend time in the offensive zone where their stars uh, can really shine and, and do the kind of make the kind of plays that like Miko Ronson and Nathan McKinnon did on their one goal. But the Kraken yeah. just had a bunch of offensive zone time. And I think it's something that maybe the players saw coming just a little bit if things worked out. I, I got the chance to talk with Ellie Tolvin and Oliver Bjorkstrand mm -hmm. on that line that I think got the most ice time of any Kraken line of even strength tonight. And they spent so much time in the offensive zone and they were matched up against the McKinnon line a lot. But you know what? They spent a lot of time where McKinnon and his line were almost 200 feet from their own net. And as Tolvin and Bjorkstrand mentioned to me, that can get frustrating. And if you can wear them down and frustrate them like that, you know, there, there's no limit to what you can do. Yeah, no, there really isn't. And we saw it. I mean, Kraken, they stuck to it. Dave Haxall stuck to his, I'm going to roll the four lines. I'm going to spread out the ice time. We're not going to let anybody get tired. And then you look at things over on the Colorado side and you see a lot of forwards with over 20 minutes. Evan Rodriguez almost at 20 minutes. Like they were, they were really heavily leaning on their top four, top six, I mean. And if, if that's going to continue, I mean, they have to start seeing results. Otherwise, those guys are just going to continue to be frustrated. And the bottom line is you just don't score when you're frustrated. We've seen that. We've we've been down that road with the Kraken. So, yeah, just incredible job from the Kraken all the way through there. Yeah. Uh, more Super Chats to get to here. We've got Duthin with the first Gru in chat. And let me tell you, Dylan, at the Beer Hall, the Grus were super loud. Everyone was getting on board with this performance. And, I mean, in a way, he stole the game. You look at his mm -hmm. goals saved above expected, over two and a half. You know, based yeah. on the shot quality, he saved more than two and a half goals more than he should have. And I mean, that's the difference in the score right there. It is. I mean, the the Avalanche had a lot of chances in the slots. They had a lot of, you know, in close chances on Grubauer. And the bottom line was he was just a wall. There's no other way to say it. He bailed them out when they had rough turnovers in their own zone. He was a wall. He was making saves with the, you know, the tippy tip of the shaft of his stick there. <laughs> right. Like when, when it's going that well for you, I mean, mm -hmm. this is just the end result. Yeah. I mean, it, against the abs he's just been kind of consistently like this and that that gives me some hope going forward too uh cr bud super chat here kraken have never lost in the playoffs that's right can't argue with that it's it's right, right Nick. yeah thank you uh, by the way thank you everyone with these super chats i'm trying yeah. to get to them as much as i can here uh gregory lemon line gatorade time baby you got it dylan gregory knows what's up grubauer was a freaking wall tonight I, he sure was. And uh, glad you had the Gatorade on hand, Dylan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I've made sure I've got it. I've got uh, I've got enough for the series, I think. Yep, I think so. <laughs> uh, you better be stocked up given how this is going. All right, next Super Chat. And I'm so glad we have a Super Chat in here. Of course, had to get one from you, Medeiros. Mm -hmm. That man said it's spelled G-R-U. B-A-U-E-R, and you better put some respect on it. That was a statement win. Kraken have nothing to lose in this scenario. And, I mean, I'll start with the end of that because this is something the players brought up a lot this morning. 
the phrase, nothing to lose. We've got nothing to lose. There's no pressure on us. We're going in against the champs. No one expects anything from us. And I think you saw a team that was just relaxed and playing their game and not feeling that pressure. Exactly. And I think that that's massive. And I think getting that early goal from Tolvanen was huge. And then just the fact that you were never trailing, I think is a big, big deal. Uh, when you've got Alexander Wenberg feeling so good that he's taking shots from what, like 40 feet out? That's that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Can you like, believe that? I know. He was saving all year, everybody. This is what he was waiting for. The last two years, this is what he's been waiting for, was that moment right there. Um, but I think that that speaks a lot to the way that this team is feeling, what the culture is within that locker room, and and that, yeah, you know, I think there's an element of, hey, we're playing with house money a little bit and all that kind of stuff that we all as a fan base have had, and I'm sure that that's creeped in and affected them. But I also got to think that in that locker room, they're like, hey, we had 100 points. We're a good team. We can totally do this. And and they're going out there and they're showing that. Yep, the belief's been there all year. And I just quick take a second to pause and, and acknowledge we're over 200 here in yep. chat for the first time. We got a record 213 in here now. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here tonight. Um, all right, Super Chat, next one from Schultz. Uh, now for reasons, the Avs with no credit to Kraken. Yeah, I mean, yep. So the the I mean, like I th I do think we need to you know the Kraken deserve credit certainly yeah. for this one. I mean, it's not just the Abs. I, I think the Kraken went out and played their game and and kind of took it to them. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing is the Kraken stuck with their game plan. This is you know what we talked about a little bit during the preview is you know again. Can the depth make up for the difference on the top end? And the bottom line is tonight, it very much looks like that is going to be the case for the, the course of this series. Uh, is there going to be times where guys like Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Mikko Rantanen, they're going to give you fits? Yes, it's going to happen, right? They are that good. It's going to happen. But the bottom line is if the Kraken are going to get depth goals from guys that you know, you're not expecting to score each and every game. But when you get an Alexander Wenberg scoring a big time goal like that, when you get Morgan Geeky scoring a big time goal like that, this is what the outcome is going to be. And this is really the thing that for so many in the national media scope, which, you know, we've talked about, don't always pay attention to West Coast hockey, maybe not paying as much attention to the crack. And especially given the year they had last year. This is the stuff that's going to take them all off guard. And, and I think that even for a team like Colorado, you know, it's it's hard. Are you expecting a team to roll in and have three lines all get 16 minutes? It's yeah. it's really not normal. It's hard to prepare for. And, and I think you saw that a little bit. Teams just aren't built like this. It, it really, in a way, if you've been around for five or more years, you cannot be built like this under the salary cap. <laughs> no. I, I just I think people aren't ready for it. Uh, yeah. Next super chat here from Tammy to all the Hackstall and Gru haters. And the little emoji there. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> they um, vindicated, I think, certainly tonight. Yeah. I mean, we we, we kind of went over this in those last couple of weeks with the Hackstall stuff. But yes, that was the biggest thing for me watching Grubauer do what he did tonight was there was just a moment in the third period where I just said to Afra, I was like, I'm, I'm so happy that he's just proving all those haters wrong and that, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's just, I'm so happy for him to be able to put out this performance, especially after, you know, the last two regular seasons haven't been that great for him. You know what I mean? But yeah. for him to have this performance and against his old team too, huge. Yeah. And, and Dave Haxtell too, when you have four days in between games and, and coaches can kind of scheme up and strategize for one another especially game one in a series like this, it's a coaching battle because you're yep. getting all the tape on the other team and they're getting all the tape on you and you have to be able to come out and 
go in and play your game, but also know that they know what you're trying to do and make adjustments yeah. that way. And I think Hackstall uh, did a good job there. Yeah, he really did. Uh, and, you know, you and I, not huge Jared Bednar fans. So uh, I think maybe yeah, we could call not this. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, next super chat here uh, from Sergeant Pickles. We've got the studs and duds, Dylan. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Duds. Abs in four and it's not close. Blue pants alone deserve the L. <laughs> no Forsland on the call for ESPN. Like those are those are great duds. Yeah, studs. That dub was for Andy. Absolutely mm-hmm. for Andy. We did the sticks out for Andy thing earlier in the day. I mean, we we were all thinking of him today. I know there's there's not a person in the in the Kraken world that was not thinking of Andy mm-hmm. uh, as the Kraken one tonight. And um, you know, just just so glad. That they were able to get that done, and I, I know, uh, as Todd Lewicki mentioned, he said, if, if we are able to do this playoffs, what we're hoping to do, what we think we can do, uh, we're going to have a big tribute there, and he, he's going to be part of it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, sorry, there's more studs. I just I wanted to get on that no, one for a totally. sec. Cup champs half empty, barn late in the third. Yeah, people were leaving early, I heard. They were. I mean, they were funneling out of there. And you know what? Through a lot of it, I was thinking like, oh, I'll give props to this Colorado you know, crowd been watching a lot of playoff hockey. They were doing a good job of getting loud, trying to energize their team throughout it. But then there was like this moment in time where I think reality was starting to sink in that, you know, oh, maybe the team isn't going to just kind of flip a switch and turn it on and be the Stanley Cup defending champions and everything. And I do feel like that really kind of took all the wind out of the sails of that crowd pretty fast. Yeah, it, it, it seemed not too loud on the broadcast based on what I saw. I mean, it, and in a game like that, too, Kraken score first, they score early, and the Avs never let. Like, that's yeah. the recipe to take a crowd out of it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Ne- next super chat here from Burt Krem. Is it Saturday night yet? Dylan, <laughs> no matter what happens in game two, it yeah. is going to be rocking at Climate Pledge Arena on Saturday night. Guaranteed. Yeah. I was going to say, bring some earplugs. Anybody who's going to that game, RJ, bring some earplugs, bring something, you know, try to stabilize that press bridge because that thing's going to be rumbling and shaking and bouncing. And it's going to be a little bit scary. I just, I hadn't you know, thought get, about that. <laughs> I know it's going to be loud. And I, we, we both know how that, that thing can get moving. Um, but yes, I mean, this is, it's going to be incredible. I'm so, so jealous of everybody who's going to get to be there. Uh, but you know, on the flip side, also, you, you stole one of the two games in Colorado. That's the dream of every, you know, uh, underdog team or the team coming in that's a lower seed in a situation like this where you're playing a seven-game series. As long as you can get one of those two games uh, in Colorado in this case, going back to Seattle, that's absolutely huge. And the fact that you got it done night one and you made it look, you know, not easy, but you made it look like something that you can very well do again on Thursday. I think that's just massive. Yeah, definitely. And and see next super chat from Sergeant Pickles. Kraken Rave is a go. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. And the number just keeps going up, everybody in chat. I know how many people are in here. This is amazing. Yes. And Uh, next super yeah, I was just ahead. gonna say thanks everybody for the for the super chats as well. I you know I put you on the super chat duty, RJ. And then here what you go, just just going forever. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it has been a job tonight, but so happy to do it. So many to get through. And again, sorry for the little delay. I know super chat causes usually be read right away. We've got so many, but really we do appreciate the support so much. I mean, you know, for a game like this, chat is just popping off. Love, love to see it. And the next super chat here from Johnny Chaz. First ECH playoff dance party, throw the confetti. 
I know I can't though. StreamYard won't let me. <laughs> I should have taken some from the beer hall so I could just throw it in the air here. I, I have I have sticky notes. There we go. <laughs> Make have... your own confetti, everybody. I was gonna say this... my lucky Martin Jones puck that I uh, will not throw, but this. This was my talk to RJ uh, piece of paper. I was writing down all the things I needed to talk to RJ about during our production meeting. And so, yay. <laughs> I'm sure you'll remember all of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's, none of them are important It'll, it'll be like a normal production meeting. None of, them, none of them matter. Kraken batting a thousand in the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. All right. Thank you there, Johnny Chaz. Next super chat here from JMG. Kraken win, Vegas and Edmonton lose. Doesn't get any better than that. I know we haven't even talked about Vegas losing five to one in their own building tonight. How about that? Uh, I'm very, very happy about that. I was going to say, you know, I'm, I've been going through, there's obviously a ton of chat in here. It's going to be really hard to like catch up with, with most of it. Uh, but yeah, not seeing a lot of uh, Sin City in here. And that's, you know, pretty cool. Nope, haven't seen them in chat yet. Uh, not surprised. Maybe heading to bed early tonight. Um, next super chat here from Zame. Uh, sorry, I didn't watch the game. I was told the Kraken will roll over and abs in four. So why bother even watching? Oh, well, maybe next year. Yep, sorry, Zame. Yeah, they got swept, series over. Um, maybe next season. You know, they're, they're ahead of schedule, you know? Yep, I just I hate when the athletic is just so on the money all the time year after year. Like they always are. Like they always are. It just it really gets to me, you know. Dom's models batting a thousand as usual. Um, next super chat here from Edward. One down, fifteen to go. Let's go. That's that's true. Do, do you know if the Kraken have like one of those boards with like the Stanley Cup and they, you put the like pucks in it? You know, right. I haven't seen one around the practice rink. I haven't seen one around their offices. I haven't seen one anywhere. I think we were all kind of keeping the expectations reasonable when you have those 16 boards. I know everyone puts those out, yeah. but like this season, it just felt like, okay, let's, let's temper that a little bit here. Um, I wonder when those start to show up though. Maybe if they win the next one, I think we can, we can start to have those uh, no. 16 win board ready those to go. Those things are showing up tomorrow. Those things are totally showing up tomorrow. They absolutely have to. If if your idea was to kind of try to fly under the radar in the postseason, all that kind of stuff, then walking into Colorado against the defending champs and winning game one the way you just won game one, it's gone. Now All that's gone. You've announced yourself. Number one hockey story tomorrow is going to be the Seattle Kraken beating the Colorado Avalanche. I'm telling you, it's it's a massive, massive, well, maybe second to the Leafs just getting destroyed. But, you know, well, Toronto's Whatever Toronto. happened in that game was going to be the number one story. Yes, so but, but whenever they go to the B story and they're just tired of just ragging on Toronto, they're going to talk about how amazing the Kraken were. And that's just awesome. Yeah, love to see that. All right, next super chat here from Becca. Groovy, Maddie, Borgie, Vince, Captain, Wenny, and on and on and on. Everyone showing their playoff form. This was a true full team effort. And I think that's yeah. what you need to beat Colorado. You can't have any weak links. And again, the Kraken are just going to depth Colorado to a win. That's that's how they can do it. Mm -hmm. You need everyone playing the way they can play. And I think to a man, you got those efforts. 
Yeah, I really think you did. And I mean, I could just go through and, and pick out highlights from all of those guys, right? Grubauer, obviously the fantastic saves, all that kind of stuff. I think that one where he got just that little bit of his upper arm mm -hmm. on it to send it up into the crossbar and out. That's one of the most incredible saves I've ever seen. Maddie, how about that one shift in the third period where he took on Nathan McKinnon in the defensive zone and he harassed him high up, never let McKinnon get going, never let him work down low where he wants to be working. I mean, I was just having flashes of we're going to get to see that for the next decade from this guy. Already he's taking on a top five player in this league and, and, and harassing him to the point of frustration in his first ever playoff game. Like, that's incredible. Borgie doing what you've been talking about with him, right? Throwing the body around, being big and physical. That second pairing, him and Alexiak played way better than I thought they were. I was, I was so thrilled with how they played. Vince Dunn taking the puck to the face, getting back out there, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's 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 hockey, right? That's playing playoff hockey right there. Man, that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot, lot worse. And I was thinking too, like I was wondering if he was going to be able to get through the third period without it swelling up too much on him there because you could see it was starting to get yeah. going. I can't imagine what he's going to look like later on. Uh, Gore, just all the drives to the net, all the energy he was producing. Wenberg with the shot. I mean, everybody. Schwartz, I thought, was great on the forecheck, throwing the body around, laying into those Colorado defenders. I mean, I could just keep going. This whole roster, everybody everybody was doing stuff. Yeah, you could just do a whole roll call there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough to award the Davy Jones hat tonight, although oh, you know, yeah. maybe it just goes to group. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you got to give it to Gru, especially going back to Colorado and everything. I think, you know, whenever that happens, I think also with the big time saves and everything, you know, you, you limit this Colorado team to one goal and you got it. Yeah. But there are 19 19 players you can make an argument for uh, yeah. for, the, for the Davy Jones hat tonight. So next super chat here from Ryan and uh, got some stars here. Gru with three stars, Tolvanen with two, and Geeky with one. So third star, Gru, second star, Tolvanen, Geeky, first star there. Um, and yeah, I mean, Geeky, first playoff goal. I don't know if those are the official three stars or, or yeah. like Rianne's. Yeah, no, because uh, Colorado wouldn't. I don't know. Would they would they dare put abs in there as the official three stars? No, I have I have the official three stars, but I do like those three stars, Rianne, because, I mean, Tolvanen kicking off the game, that's absolutely huge. Obviously, Grubauer, we've, we've talked so much about him already, but totally deserves that. And then Geeky really kind of helped him put the game away in the third period there. That was a big time one. Um, the official three stars of the game, Tolvanen third star, Grubauer second star, Wenberg first star. Oh, that's weird. See what me. happens when you shoot the puck. I know it's a game winning goal, but it happened in the second period. I, it's hard for me not to think that Grubauer deserves first star. Yeah, I, I wonder maybe if there's an. I, I don't want to say bias that maybe he's not in there. Whatever, whatever. I'm, uh, I'm with. Just keep playing this way. You'll force him to make you start at the first yeah. star at some point. Yeah, I'm with Rian. I think Grubauer should be first star. Yeah, give him the hat. Right. Then. Yeah, give him the hat. That's he needs the hat then. Yeah. All right. Next super chat here from James. Why do I feel like this group loves being underdogs so much? Uh, when they know they sh shouldn't be. So many guys who have been on Stanley Cup teams in the past are paving the way for this team. And, I mean, that is kind of the duality of this team, right, where they've never been here before. They're new to the yeah. scene. They are underdogs, but they've got so much playoff experience on this team. Mm -hmm. Only, I think it was five players on the roster, and, like, three of them aren't even, you know, they're Flurry, Magna, uh, you know, guys, like, who aren't even playing the games, haven't played in the playoffs before. There's a ton of playoff experience on this team and Stanley Cups on this team. I think that what they have five, uh, five or six cup winners already, but they've, they've got a lot of experience there. It said on the broadcast seven. 
Uh, oh, seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe uh, I was forgetting like Martin Jones and such. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even more than that. Um, but yeah, the, bo the bottom line is they have the experience. And then even for the guys that don't have that experience, and I'm really mostly just thinking about Matty Beneers here, um, for him yeah. to come in. And it was interesting because I did feel like Matty Beneers changed his game a little bit. Like just to talk about him for a second. Um, I, I feel like he changed his game a little bit. You saw a little bit more of like a, a dump the puck in and try to go around the guy instead of trying to go through him. I think, you know what I mean? Like they were trying to limit any sorts of hits that he might take, any sort of that uh, accumulative damage that we always talk about with the playoffs kind of go. Um, I think that that was really interesting. But also, again, the defense. I mean, he was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody that he needed to in the defensive zone or coming back, back-checking through the neutral zone, I think was really important. It was always behind the play but he wasn't letting them get any sort of speed or let that extra attacker into the zone for the avalanche. He was doing a really good job of without, you know, taking an interference penalty, making sure he was putting his body in their path forward as he was doing things. And so I just want to really give, give some credit to Matty Beneers in his first ever postseason game. But yeah, bottom line is they have the vets. They know what this is going to take and they, they put it on display. Yeah. Uh, next super chat here from Sergeant Pickles, Afra Treat, Dylan Plain Ticket, and RJ Earplug Fund. I, I think all three of those might come into play here. And hey, if the Kraken go further, well, I mean, we were looking into travel for these first two games. Didn't quite work out. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was very expensive and also yes. logistics wise, it was difficult. But I'm telling you, they go further. Uh, that becomes more and more possible uh, as far as travel for road games, Dylan. We will send you. Oh, but here we go. Afro treats. This can happen right uh, now. Yes, this one we can definitely do. Obviously, I, I can't. Not sure I could get to Colorado before Thursday, but got a nice frosted uh, sprinkle cookie here for Afro. Oh. I'll give it to her in little bits so we can savor the moment as she does as well. Maybe <laughs> a little bit there. No. No. I'll try to keep her in frame, but uh, yes, I mean, thank just just to take a moment and thank everybody all year long for all the love from my dog and the fact that not only do I get to go on this journey with you, RJ, my best friend, but Afra gets to tag along with us. It's been really, really incredible and something I did not expect, but uh, it really, really does mean a whole lot to me, everybody. Yeah, what what more could you want? And man, she's certainly benefiting uh, when the Kraken do well. So I, I don't know if she even knows. I feel like she's got some kind of idea she somehow. Knows. She's pretty smart. So, uh, but thank you all for making sure Afra gets the treats. Uh, love to see that. And the next super chat here from Light. And I mean, hey, you. I think Light was ahead of it before we even talked about it. But he's not going to get a lot of attention. But Maddie played Dion McKinnon like he was the best defensive center in the league. I mean, we kind of just covered that whole thing, but I mean, way to point that out before we can end up getting to the, the super chat light. Uh, sorry, it, it didn't work out in that order. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, when the only bad thing I could kind of say about you, about him is he was 18% on the faceoff dot, but like, it's his first, it's his first full season, first playoffs. Like, come on. What, like, it's not that big a deal. I, I just, yeah, he, he impressed me. I mean, it feels like every time with this kid, RJ, and I'll, I'll use kid for just the rest of this year. And then after that, <laughs> it's definitely going to be man. Uh, but every time with this kid, it, there's some sort of moment for him to step up and he does it and he makes it look easy. Right. Like he's not coming in and it's like, wow, this guy is just playing out of his mind. And it just looks like he's, you know, on pure adrenaline trying to make all this stuff happen. 
it's mm -hmm. just no he's just walking out there and he does exactly the job that needs to get done just each and every time and he's dependable and you can just count on him it's incredible I, I've, I've never seen something like that before I, at this age i mean you you see that kind of thing from from players when they've been in the league for a decade and even then some of the best players wow she just took the whole thing yeah, uh but yeah look at <laughs> There she goes. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, Maddie Beneers, amazing. We, we run out of words for it. Um, yeah. Next super chat here from Hibok. Thank you. Uh, no, no text with it here, but thank you, Hibok, for the super chat. Um, oh, here we go. Another super chat from Hibok. This one with text to it. Um, <laughs> Abs didn't lose by more than one goal the entire playoffs last year. I think this team is good. What a stat. That's incredible. Has somebody tweeted that yet? I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> I was gonna it. say, go, go, go for it, RJ. Go for it. That's in. That's absolutely incredible. And I mean, again, it just it speaks to the depth because this was, you know, it was a game that was a little bit back and forth. Maybe it wasn't as physical as some of the other playoff games we saw yesterday or even earlier today. The hits maybe weren't as you know bone rattling and shattering as as some of those other ones. Um, but the bottom line was this was one where goaltending was going to be important and it was going to be one where you were going to need goals from unlikely heroes and you know again talking going back to that depth talking about that talking about unlikely heroes that's been this entire kraken team right like we've got the we've got mccann and his 40 goals that flies under the radar nobody really talks about that but even that's like an unlikely hero um kind of storyline and i feel like that's really the mentality that this team has had that's the story of this team of this kraken team and and how incredible for that to just carry over into the first round. And I feel like it matches up really, really well with the fact that you are playing the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you need it kind of all to coincide there. And it really is. What a stat. I keep thinking about the <laughs> that they haven't uh, they didn't lose by more than one goal all of last season. That's incredible. All right, so we got a big super chat here from Sean. Thank you, Sean. Number 31 wins three to one. We got the $31 super chat. Love the numbers nice. in there. Grew, let's go streaking. Yeah, could be the start of a big streak. I mean, I think Philip Grubauer, does, if anyone deserves a, a big super chat in their honor tonight, yes. it is Philip Grubauer. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we've talked about him so much, but like, I have no problem talking about him more. I think what was really impressive about it too, RJ, for me is, I mean, he had the excuses to lose composure. I don't think Philip Grubauer has taken that much physical punishment all season long, right? The amount of times he was run into, slammed into that first time, especially when he was just yeah. completely run into. I mean, I, I think that that was really impressive. And you and I have both seen come playoff time. That can get to goalies, even if it doesn't make them, say, afraid to be aggressive in their crease or to stand their ground. Sometimes you'll see with maybe a guy like Jonathan Quick, where all of a sudden his focus shifts from, you know, watching the puck as closely as he needs to, to making sure that whenever anybody gets close, he's going to give them a little something, something. Right. And Phil Grubauer, none of that just dialed in start to finish. Yeah, he's never been one to to let that throw him off his game, even though I can get any goalie off their game a little bit. Um, but he responded well to it. And I, I like after he got run out the first time, um, I think it was Lekkonen who ran into him. And Vince Dunn was right there and just kind of standing over Lekkonen. And he didn't, you know, engage, give him a shove or anything. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to take a penalty. But you could see him saying something to Lekkonen, making sure, like, you know, was that intentional? I, I 
you know, I'm watching you kind of thing. Uh, Vince Dunn making sure to take care of him. And I'm sure if, you know, you do that again, like it does that again, yes. Dunn's going to be all over him. Yeah, no, I love to see that relationship. I thought the whole D for the Kraken too. I mean, they did a good job of letting Grubauer see a lot of shots. Not really ever do I feel like Grubauer really was having to, to look through screens or anything like that. Maybe a little bit late when Colorado had the net empty, but still, even on the power plays and stuff, I, I want to give some a shout out to the Kraken defenders because they did a really, really good job in front of him as well. That's key. When he can see the puck this season, he's, he's generally stopping it. He has good games and you can clear that stuff out. Yeah, for sure. For All sure. Right. Next super chat here from Light. Interesting. This was Ron Francis's first playoff game win as a GM. Canes, Canes never got there. That's true. I mean, I always forget that the like kind of Hurricanes, you know, this this team that we all think of now with Brindamore and everything was a little bit after him. Like he kind of just laid the f the foundation for it, and then it came a little bit later. But congrats to Ron Francis. Trust, trust in Ron. We trust. I mean, well-deserved. I mean, this is very much, uh, you know, due to what he did this past offseason. A lot of people that deserve credit for the Kraken getting to this point, but Ron Francis has got to be near the top or at the top of the list. Yeah, over under on how many seconds his smile lasted after this win, RJ. I'm going to set it at three and a half seconds. Mm, I don't know. Maybe he was a little indulgent. It was his first ever. I'll take the over there, but not by much. <laughs> oh, so good. Love that All guy. Right. Super chat here from Jay. Thank you, Jay. Game Kraken. Like the chat. <laughs> yes. Jay with the like the chat. Been there all season. Really Gotta appreciate it, in. Jay. Thank you, Jay. Yep, yeah, been there with us all season. Uh, next super chat here from Nathan. My geeky playoff stud pick off to a hot start. I'm sure is. That is definitely true, Nathan. You called that one out. I mean, two weeks ago it seems like anyway uh you absolutely called that one and yeah i mean geeky on that second line i liked that we saw this version of the lineup going into this game rj you and i had talked about it a little bit beforehand this is the one that we wanted pay no attention to her <laughs> trying to bury her treat back there um, but 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 a, a big part of why we liked this lineup was it felt like look having donato center that fourth line doesn't take too much away from what that fourth line is able to do but morgan geeky having size and we that mattered tonight having that shot having the playmaking ability that he has he's like a sneaky good can hang around in the top six kind of guy and you totally saw that tonight with that goal yeah definitely that's what you that's that's what we all were hoping from geeky being on that line that we would see that goal is the perfect example because geeky at times, he's got sneaky finishing ability. He's got a pretty good shot. We know he can roof the puck. He can get to those areas and use his body. And, of course, Alex Wenberg can take advantage of that bounce he was able to collect behind the net. And Kraken have very few playmakers better than Alex Wenberg. And, of course, he's able to find Geeky there. Like, when you put Geeky on that second line and you just – when that first happened, I just tried to imagine things coming together in a best-case scenario. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's 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 incredible. I can't wait for for Thursday just to kind of see them roll it back because I think that's going to be really interesting. Yep. <laughs> she's uh, <laughs> she's totally super... burying the treat. Just eat it. Oh up, my bro. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> They're cracking half more games. You'll be fine after you <laughs> yeah. can eat it now. Uh, super chat here from Sergeant Pickles. Instead of coffee, abs comment sections tomorrow. I I will say maybe I'll indulge a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I like I liked going through um 
you know the, the all the all the beat writers and everything going into this talked about that leading into our deep dive that we recorded the the series preview for uh i've still got all those all those tabs open so i can't wait to to read what everybody's got to write later tonight and, and tomorrow morning it's going to be a lot of fun give me a fun time i would say all right so i think we have reached the end of the super chats and we're 36 minutes in that's incredible <laughs> 36 minutes, all super chats. I, I think before we start heading to the regular chats, though, I, I know we're not usually good about this, but Dylan, should we plug the merch? We will plug the merch just because, I mean, things are off to such an incredible start for the postseason here for the Kraken. Going to go ahead and, and throw this one up uh, for everybody there. That is our playoff shirts from the deep. We rise playoffs 2023. We, we knew we had to do something to commemorate this, you know, awesome, incredible occasion of the Kraken's first playoff run. And everybody was asking for it. This is this is it. And it's uh, it looks beautiful, RJ. Yeah, I, I think the artist uh, did a really good job. Um, we got the original sketch. This is actually what we did for our logo and everything, too. It's a tried and true method. Got my girlfriend to do the original sketch, kind of yep. the idea that we're thinking. Gave it to an artist, uh, you know, professional artist to kind of make it into what it was. I think it turned out really good. I cannot wait till ours arrive. Um, mm -hmm. Shipping get here soon. Um, but yeah, no, that those are on our store right now. I think link to the store is probably in the in the YouTube description here uh, if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, yeah. But yeah, get the shirts. Playoffs 2023 from the deep we rise. I, I just think it's a cool design. Kraken going That's to take awesome. the cup off the ship and they're off to a pretty good start. Oh yeah, they they are totally going for it. It is totally awesome. Uh yeah, okay. So we got like a mile and a half of comment section here from the 200 plus yeah. people who have been in here all night. We'll start long. with Michelle here, Thank ordered so my much. shirt last night. So there you go. Got there on it go. already. Definitely we'll get it there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, you know, again, another huge shout out to everybody who's been a part of this community, not just here during these postgame lives or the people who have listened to it on you know Spotify or the podcast apps the next day. The people who told us to put that on the podcast apps the next day so that more people could get involved. Um, it's it's absolutely been an incredible journey being able to, to celebrate all this with with all of you to provide a place for everybody to get together and to celebrate these wins as well. Everybody on the discord tonight. I mean, it was over a hundred people online active in that game chat all night long. It was so, so cool to see. I mean, that's to me is, you know, been just one of the most rewarding and awesome aspects of all this has just been all of the community stuff. So to be able to share all this with everybody, it just, it means so, so much. And so I also say all that good stuff. So forgive me if, you know, when I inevitably skip your comments here in chat, just because I can't actually read them all. We would all be here forever, unfortunately. Uh, but I love to see them all. And I, I do kind of go through them the next day, usually on these big, long ones. And I, I promise I will. Uh, but I love all the just all the excitement, all the grooves, all the yeses, all the dance party stuff. I mean, I love all of this, RJ. Um it's oh it's so so incredible all the one downs 15 to goes the one nothing the i like this from michael let's censored go i like that <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot helping. of that at the beer hall tonight i'm sure i'm sure thanks for helping us out stay monetized on the on the chat everything love it love it love it uh shoe shot i'm losing my mind i can't believe it oh my god uh ty where is sin i want to know if you can spell hellebuck <laughs> 
There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. I love that. Um, I can't believe how well the Kraken played against the Avs in their barn like that. That's how you steal home ice. I mean, absolutely. We talked about it a little bit earlier, RJ, but the bottom line is Kraken have home ice advantage now the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I, don't really wa- I was going to say, I almost <laughs> don't really want to talk about that. They've been so good on the road. That's true. Um, like, honestly, I, I just, I feel good about the road games. It's good to have home ice. It's good to only need to win the games at home. But I think if the mm-hmm. Kraken are finishing off the series and taking care of it, they're getting at least another road win. I think that's just how it's yeah. going to work out given how they've played. But I'm, I'm just so happy that they're going to come back to Climate Pledge Arena with the series at least tied. And everyone's going to be hyped for it. The one thing you didn't want was them coming down, you know, here with the series down to nothing and you got to dig yourself out of a hole. It really puts a damper on that first home game. It Mm -hmm. really, really does. Um, But don't have to worry about that at all. It's going to be so fun on Saturday. Oh yeah. It's going to be epic. Epic. I don't use that word often on these, but it will be. Uh, go check yourself. Huge game for the penalty killers in Gru and Winnie. Yes, I mean, we haven't really talked about special teams. I feel like that's the one aspect of this game that we haven't talked a lot about. But the bottom line was, this is a very scary avalanche power play. And you know what? PKers and Grubauer, they they did it. Like, they they ha- kind of handedly did it, too. Uh, I almost don't want to say too much good good things about it and then jinx anything moving forward but but i mean the pk work from the crack in the night was was special remember on the series preview you asked me is anything else that really scares you about the abs <laughs> and i went straight to the power play and especially knowing that early on in the playoffs you will have to face power plays almost no matter what you do the refs are going to call things and the crack in pk was up to the task uh, really impressively too. I mean, I think Colorado's PK worked really well uh, as well, but that's fine. You take that in, in this series yeah. against the abs, if it's a wash, you absolutely take that. Um, and yeah, I mean, the PK has just been quietly really good for the second mm-hmm. half of the season since they made those adjustments. And I, I I love it. Coaching adjustments from Dave Haxtell. It was great. There was a Colorado reporter that was asking about it this morning. uh, And I think he wasn't aware that the Kraken had kind of changed up their system. And so Haxtell was kind of going back through what they did and when they did it. Um, And it was just great to get that reminder again of the coaching change that they made and, and how much that helped. Yeah, and it's huge. I mean, Ty right there, Dave Haxtall, unbelievable adjustments and line matches. I'm so floored. First stud of the game, no doubt in my mind. I mean, Haxtall deserves a lot of credit, not just for for the like the adjustments and everything, but also the mindset of the team going in there. And and I mean, everybody was ready to play this game, and they were ready to come out to start all three periods. That's mm-hmm. something that has been a struggle for this Kraken team last year, and it continued into this season. But this team was prepared every time they had to get going. They were there and they got going right when they needed to. And that kind of also rolls into this next one from Striatic. Feels like the Kraken could steal a couple before the Avs knock off the rust and play as a full team. At that point, anything can happen. And I do think that that's one thing we didn't really talk about when we talked about all the Avalanche um, injured players kind of coming back was the idea that they all have to get integrated into the lineup for game one of the playoffs. And I think you saw that a little bit with guys like Josh Manson taking that penalty on Donato there, um, where, you know what? I mean, you, you haven't been playing hockey in a little while, or you haven't been playing hockey with this guy in the lineup. And I do think that that, you know, contributed to, to why the Avalanche maybe weren't always able to, you know, rely on their defense like they normally do to maybe get the play out of their own end a little bit. And Kale McCarr looking human. 
<laughs> I think that's something that we may not see the entirety of the series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can come in and, and get a few games while the abs are, uh, you know, before they've kind of reintegrated like that, it helps. And I think one thing's super impressive. I, I was thinking about it before the game, didn't tweet it, didn't want to put the bad vibes out there, but this is the first time the Kraken have ever won after a four or more day break. And oh my gosh. no wins, five losses or seven losses. If you count season openers in games where they had, you know, hadn't played four days beforehand. So I was, I was feeling a little nervous just because of that. And, you know, I think it kind of had the opposite effect. I think if anything, the abs were a little bit more off. Yeah, I would agree with that. And definitely with Kale McCarr, I mean, the skating is just not there. Whatever lower body injury is, it's still clearly hampering him. Um, uh, but real, yeah. The, no, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to read another comment because we have another super chat here. I want to get to real quickly from Sergeant Pickles. Got to go. Need an hour to wind down. Woo. Uh, see you there, Sergeant Pickles. Thank you so much for joining us. Just wanted to get that in there, uh, you know, before Definitely. you headed out. Definitely. Say, say bye, Afra. Say, <laughs> She's over there somewhere. There we go. <laughs> Sneak her in. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this I mean, there's just so many good things to talk about with this one. Lindsay, I simply can't believe it. Wenberg shooting the puck and scoring. The expansion team beating the defending champs in game one. The waiver wire pickup opening the scoring. No words, just happy. I mean, that was the big thing, like, especially on the Discord. When Tolvanen kicks off the scoring to start this game, it was just like, you know, from, from, from Nashville to us, from waivers to the playoffs. Like, it's just an incredible story. And to have that to, to just get the game going, it was awesome. Yeah, what a storyline. I mean, it, there are so many good stories depending on who scored, you know, the first ever Kraken playoff goal. But to have it be Ellie Tolvin and the guy they scooped up off waivers, just continuing that, I, I love to see it. And and uh, also, uh, here we go, Sergeant Pickles, bye, Afra. There we go. Glad <laughs> you got to see it. Say bye to Afra. Oh, perfect. Um Leanne, I admit that I played Candy Crush for most of the third period because I was too nervous to look at the screen. I'm absolutely bursting with pride. Take that ESPN talking heads. I mean, look, it was it was a lot, uh, RJ. That first period, especially just watching a Kraken playoff game after watching previous playoff games to kind of like get in the mood, so to speak. And then like that last 40 minutes waiting for the game to start with the delay and everything. It was just so much in that first period just flew by for me. I don't know about you, but it was just it was surreal. It was, and I definitely got into playoff mode yesterday. I, I stayed up. I was uh, trying to be quiet in bed. My girlfriend had to you know get up early for work, so I was trying not to make too much noise. But you had the two playoff overtime games you know, with, with Minnesota winning and then L.A. winning. Um, it was hard to stay quiet, but I was very much in playoff mode all day today. And so then to see the Kraken be part of that, uh, yeah, it was, it was surreal. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Cody with some studs here. Pressure on all the Avs lines. Crack and stick play. Philip freaking Grubauer duds. The second period slop. Yeah, so there was a little bit of time. And you know what? That's fair, right? The odds of, of you going any any NHL game, much less one in the Stanley Cup playoffs, for a full 60 dominating, it doesn't happen very often unless you're playing against the Coyotes. But the crack had survived and Grubauer was there for when they needed him. And that's something that I don't know that we could have said reliably about this team really ever. Right. And when you, when you get into moments like that, where you are kind of on the ropes, you need goaltending and especially in the playoffs. And you see the difference between teams that win playoff series and teams that lose playoff series. You're always going to have times like that where yes, it gets a little bit sloppy. Yes. You have some chances against you, but can your goalie bail you out from those? 
that right. that is the difference between winners and losers yep. in, in a playoff series where it's a small sample size. Um, and the Kraken had that tonight. And that was a big question going into the series of whether they would have that at all. Um, so love to see it. Really hope it continues. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, love this from Kyle. I'm a Wenberg pass truther. <laughs> I love it. Uh, X, oh, this is awesome, too. X Kid Z. Uh, T-Mobile Park showing highlights of the game during the Mariners game and everyone cheering. Love it. I mean, that's the other aspect of, of when this series comes back to Seattle on Saturday, RJ, is Seattle, incredible sports city. It, we, we've known this. We talked about this. Obviously, most people live up there or are from there. Uh, we all know that firsthand. Now get to experience playoff hockey. And again, national audience is going to get to see that when this series comes back to Seattle. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I think people are are starting to take notice, certainly after game one. I mean, that's the ultimate warning shot. Not even warning shot, but just, uh, you know, let everyone know uh, the Kraken are here. And, and yeah, you've already seen that in Seattle, though. I mean, everybody's on board. I, I got the chance because they were do, sports radio. KJR was doing their radio broadcast earlier uh, at the Beer Hall. And so got to talk to Softy, got to talk to Dick, got to talk to Ian Furness. Um, and yeah, they, they are well aware that Seattle, hey, they want to hear hockey talk right now. Uh, you know, they can leave the Mariners for a little bit later they can leave uh you know the NFL draft talk with the Seahawks having a high pick people want to hear hockey right now uh mm -hmm. and it's it's great to see that people just who are the general sports radio area uh they recognize that yeah and that's something else that you know we were going to kind of save it for like a maybe a thank you video or something for when the season's over but uh you know thank you everybody I talked all about the community and all that that we've done here so much of the growth that we've experienced this year and so all the new faces that we've gotten to meet and, and get to know all because of the word of mouth from from all of you, you know, who are here from year one, bleeding over into year two. It's been absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, as you said earlier, RJ, we're not the best self promoters out there. We really yeah. aren't. Uh, but but we've we've grown like five X this year, everybody across a lot of different metrics and stuff. And so I do want to take a moment to thank you all, not just for being here, but also the incredible work you've done telling friends and family and other Kraken fans to also be here with us. That's it's been really, really special. And I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Telling everyone, it really makes a huge difference for us. And I we got a super chat here and I mean, you talked about all the wonderful people in the community. I'm glad to get to see a super chat from you here, Brian, nice. uh, NHL history tonight. It was the fifth time an expansion team's playoff debut was against the defending Stanley cup champion, but it's the first time in history, the expansion team won game one. I heard the first half of that stat before I did not realize the cup champs were undefeated until tonight. That's incredible. That is so awesome. I mean, this team already has been making history throughout this year, whether it's the expansion team glow up from year one to year two. Uh, can't wait to hear everybody eviscerate me in chat for that. Um, or the, the the road game win streaks or any of this kind of stuff. But to add that to just all the history that they've already made this year. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, it just it goes to show one more time how special this team is and, and how unfortunate uh, maybe the rest of the hockey world isn't getting to pay attention and experience that too. So many great milestones. I mean, hey, if we were the Predators, we would have a banner after this season oh, yeah. just stretch all the way down to the ice. <laughs> yes. No, are you kidding? They'd make it, it would be like a ring around the top. There you go. <laughs> Just keep writing silent. It'd be the widest banner in history. And then there'd be a second banner to, to proclaim the widest banner in history. Yeah. But we're in Seattle, Seattle, so we're chill about it. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I like this too. I like that. I think that's the most elevated shot like shot I've ever seen Winberg take. Definitely. Georgiev was not ready. Look at how awkward Georgiev was trying to prepare for that shot too. If you, he was just kind of like that. this. He didn't really know what to do. No. He was as confused as all of us. I think what Alexander Winberg is the only NHL player that if I was in net having to defend against NHL players, I'd be like, okay, maybe I can like not totally freak out right now in this moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. You're like, all right, where, where are his teammates? Yeah. Let me make sure I've got this other person over here. So yeah, I, t I totally get that. All right. Got another super chat here from James. Uh, can't emphasize enough how well I think the Kraken took the first punch from the abs in the first. After the Colorado answer goal, their crowd was loud. Wasn't very loud after that the rest of the night. And yet the, the abs did kind of punch back. They had that response goal, or not response goal, sorry. They had that goal to tie the game. And then they had a couple really good shifts after. And you felt like the tide was turning. Uh, but the Kraken weathered that storm. Yeah, they did. And, you know, again, I want to talk, give credit to Dave Haxtell team. The team did a great job getting to the intermissions and then Haxtell and the coaching staff and the, the leaders on the team did a great job coming out of those intermissions. And I felt like they did a better job than Colorado did throughout this game, coming out of those intermissions and, and kind of be, both for the first and second. Um, it's just incredible and, and not something that I expected, right? I, we talked about things. We talked about the depth maybe being a problem for Colorado. We talked about Philip Grubauer may, maybe being an issue here, but I did not expect that the Kraken were going to be the team that could weather a storm, get to a break, and then come out hot and ready to go for that next period just because that's not really been the identity for this team. So again, if you're going to add in a 971 save percentage from Grubauer, and you're going to add in the fact that this team's ready to go to start each and every period. I mean, the sky's the limit for this group. Yeah, it goes a long way getting that goaltending. And, and I like how you mentioned, yeah, they got to the intermission. They came out hot and ready like a little Caesar's pizza uh, to face the abs in the second period. Hey, hey, Morgan Geeky scored tonight. We can only talk about Pizza Hut. Fair enough, fair enough. That is true. That's, that's the way it goes. Tom, most nervous I've ever been watching a hockey game, and it's only game one. I know, RJ. I mean, I talked about how nervous I was leading up to the game, that first period and everything. Whenever this gets to an elimination game, whether it's the Kraken going to eliminate the Avalanche or vice versa, I how are we supposed to watch it? I Already I was having to like physically remind and consciously remind myself to breathe. I know the game, uh, there is some comfort in tonight's that the game, there was at least three more games left in the series. When you get into elimination territory, it, it gets scary. I, I'm not ready for it, especially given that, you know, gate, I mean, well, if, if game four is an elimination game in Seattle, then we'll be very happy. I'm not yes. expecting that, but I was like, you know, game six certainly could be, I'm trying to think of ones that could be at home or I'd have to be in the building watching it. But man, uh, it's, we are going to see that at some point in the series yeah. that, that we will get there. I'm not entirely mentally prepared for it. I know. I just try to stay present. Everybody take the Maddie Beneers approach. Just enjoy this for the rest of tonight. Enjoy it all day tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Trips. The talking heads could put their brooms away. Our boys came to play for sure. Emmy Chan, I didn't realize Makar was playing in the game 90% of the time. It's kind of true. It was the quietest I've ever seen Kale Makar. That's a real problem for Colorado. Um, Kraken only NHL team undefeated all time in the playoffs. Joey there. Def yep. <laughs> going to have that for at least, you know, another 36, 40 hours or whatever it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> I, I have some breaking news here, Dylan. So oh. we, we talked about the whole 16, you know, 
the the Kraken yes. have a playoff puck board. They do that is in there in the away locker room with them, and they um I guess Philip Grubauer got the Davy Jones hat, and then gets to place Should that first puck on the board. Yep. Nice. I love it. I love it. So happy for him. That's got to feel so incredible to do that first one in franchise history too. Like, yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. And with the Colorado avalanche logo on the puck. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Colorado. Uh, I got super chat here from Jay. Well, a storm doesn't mean much when you're in the depths. I mean, Hey, yeah, the storm's just above one. Not, not concerning. No, no. And you know what? Avalanche runs off into the water. I mean, it just adds more sea, more depths. I, I don't know. Tried, more we, tried, kraken. we tried so hard, everybody, with the merch stuff to try to come up with some idea of a Kraken versus an avalanche. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. We tried. We really did. For the hashtag for everything. It's just There's not a lot there. I was putting all my screenwriting brain to use, and I just could not come up with anything. <laughs> um rebecca i had two friends bandwagon watching tonight and they were so impressed with the crack and i kept getting texts like that pk and grew it's so sweet for sure i feel like this has been a, a another big moment for the crack and you know playoff time comes and when you are in a sports city whether it's seattle or, or somewhere else right the attention does kind of have to shift to the teams that are playing well and the teams that are in playoff time versus the ones early in a regular season, all that kind of stuff, because that's just naturally how it has to go. And so I do think that there was a lot of people that have maybe loosely been following the Kraken, maybe been a little bit interested, but haven't totally taken that plunge into the depths. I'll keep with the narrative there. Um, but, but you know, you do it for the playoffs because playoffs are something where it's like, okay, I can really focus in on this. This team's good. They're in the playoffs. I understand what that means as a sports fan. And then you watch this game tonight. You're, you're ready for the rest of this playoffs. And you're probably at some point going and picking up a reverse retro Matty Beneers jersey. <laughs> probably um and it's you know what it's, it's gonna be on sale but there's gonna be a lot more hockey fans made in the next couple weeks for sure and that's part of what made me so excited about playoff hockey coming to seattle in this series is that no matter what you're gonna get a bunch of new eyes on the sport a bunch yeah. of people who will get to fall in love with the sport just like so many of you in chat have uh mm -hmm. you know over these last couple of years since the kraken uh you know have come into being and uh we just get to see lots more of that and that's my favorite part about hockey is just new people getting into it helping them you know learn the sport and enjoy what we all enjoy so much Yep, sharing that passion. It's awesome. Steve Dog, Kraken really looked like they made the physicality count, stopping breakaways and creating turnovers. Love to see this next gear out of them. Yes, RJ, they won the hit battle. 40 hits for the Seattle Kraken in this game. I mean, we talked about you got to be physical in the playoffs. Kraken took that to heart. 23 blocked shots, too. And again, talking about helping out Grubauer, I mean, that's something that's frustrating for the Avalanche too. You 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 line up a, a perfect play, you get that pass inside to the guy in the slot, you take that shot and it's just blocked, right? Like that's almost worse than the goaltender making the save. Like, oh, it didn't even get to him. And I feel like that really made an impact. It's frustrating at all levels of hockey when you have a shot that's just blocked, doesn't even get to the net. And when it happens over and over again, especially when you are losing and trying to get pucks through and trying to generate chances, it really adds up. So shot blocks are huge. And that's something the players mentioned to me a lot too. Is in the playoffs, I think we heard it from, from Tolvanen, heard it from Matty Beneers, heard it from everyone, it seems like. A shot block isn't just a shot block. 
it's mm -hmm. it's also a way to be engaged in the game and show your teammates too that you're all part of this as a group um you know it's it's something that collectively you engage in uh yeah. to be hard to play against as a team and i mean hey the kraken they're to a man they are a team uh that, that wants to block shots that wants to get in front of pucks and it's going to make be tough to play against Oh, definitely, definitely. I know we're coming up on the hour here, but I'm not stopping this thing anytime soon with 180 people in here at no all. Uh, Jeremy, playoff Grubauer is just built different. He is, and I'm glad that we're getting to see him now. It is so, so awesome. Uh, love to see that. Uh, Nathan Avs had no response for Kraken bottom six. If Kraken top lines can con continue to hold the Avs top line to one to two goals, this could be dangerous. I agree. I mean, that's that's really where it's at. If, if you know, figure, okay, Kale McCarr, McKinnon, Ronson, they're going to be good for one a game, right? If you just kind of make that in your head, but if we hold everybody else, you hold the Evan Rodriguez's, the JT Confers, all that, Nachushkin, to less than that. You're set. And how about that, too? I mean, we talked about this. I mean, we both wanted originally to make JT Confer the, the X factor for the Avalanche. Confer's line with Lankanen and um, Nachushkin, minus two tonight for the Avs. They yeah, did not they, do they, what they were supposed to. No, they didn't. And and this is – I want to kind of go into to Sean's uh, comment in chat here, too, because I think it relates. RJ and Dylan would like to hear more about the Avs coaching decisions on home ice line matching against the Kraken's depth because – I, I don't think Bednar handled it all that well. And, and I think you've got it starting from the starting lineup where yeah. the Kraken put out the Yanni Gord line and the Avs countered with the McKinnon line. And they kind of stuck yeah. with that most of the game. And I was thinking, we talked about it on the podcast. If I was Dave Haxtell, that's the matchup I want. Yes. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why Bednar was going to that uh, personally. Um, but I think they might change it up a little bit for game two, but I think it's a good data point for the Kraken knowing what works. I mean, I, I might stick with the matchups. They got most of the game tonight. Yeah, I would. If, if you're the Kraken, why wouldn't you? I mean, the game played out pretty perfectly for you for the most part, uh, outside of, you know, a couple minute stretches here and there throughout. Uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised that Bednar just kept going back to that. Well, you and I, we're, we're not the biggest of fans, kind of infamously last year. Obviously, that didn't go great for us. Um, but yeah. the bottom line is this is the kind of stuff that we talk about when we talk about Jared Bednar and, and us kind of questioning some of the coaching decisions that he does make. I think he's a good motivator. I think he knows that team really well. He knows how to push those guys. But when it comes to things like the line matches, that's where we've always had questions about him. And tonight certainly adds to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what he comes out with next game. I know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but he's going to have to make some adjustments, but it's just good to know when you get the home ice, you can kind of get these matchups again, if you want them. Definitely. Uh, I know we got a, a, let's see another super chat here. It looks like, uh, down at the bottom trying to get there. Hold on <laughs> so much from Jules. Thank you very much, Jules. Uh, with this Kraken season and making the playoffs, it's a big boost for growing the fan base. Also, the Kraken marketing team is doing fantastic. Uh, it's my major. They have been doing a fantastic job. They've been doing a great job all throughout uh, the history of this team. I feel like they've done a really good job of kind of creating an overall aesthetic uh, a game day experience, right? Like all of those kinds of things. I loved that kind of playoff like primer thing that they put on Twitter, um, that that image that was like largely blue. And then it kind of had that like um, using the negative space and the white pencil work. 
uh, that kind of like intricate looking uh, mountain in there thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know the art terms. My <laughs> sister can yell at me later about it. Uh, but I thought that that was really dope. I love that aesthetic. I just, I love everything they've been doing. Yeah, it's it's been great. And too, they, there were people from the Kraken at the Beer Hall tonight, too, because of their uh, partnership with the Anchor Alliance. You had mm -hmm. a, a lot of Kraken presence there as well. And so, I mean, you know, they know how to put on a good time. The Beer Hall knows how to put on a good time. And it was great to see them working together, too. I mean, they, they are really doing their job to get out in the community, get everybody excited about playoff hockey and, and kind of cultivating this brand. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so I just like chose a random place to go back in the chat here because there's just so much of it. Yeah. Daniel, OMG, people are shooting off fireworks here in Lake Stevens just like after the Seahawks games. Kraken have wow. arrived. That's all we needed to know <laughs> right there is that they got fireworks at Lake Stevens. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I was going to say, as uh, you and I both come from Southern California, the idea of lighting off fireworks for really any occasion is like what <laughs> but i, I do know. know from going up there and spending you know almost yearly for most of my life fourth of july is up in up in washington not the same issues as we had to deal with down here when it comes to fire um, yeah not quite as dry up here this time of year <laughs> oh man all right here we go edward got got some nice wordplay going as as usual bunch of empty cereal bowls in seattle locker room because the kraken finished their checks Oh, that's I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's a really good one. Like that's that's one. If we were print journalists, RJ, mm -hmm. that would be that all would, over that. I, I would steal that and I would shamelessly put that into one of my things. <laughs> <laughs> Another one from Edward. Game three is going to be like a planter's factory. Totally nuts. <laughs> Just this keep them coming. Great. Oh, man. Every time. I love it. Every time I love it. Um, someone else earlier, I saw it and I can't find it again because of how many chats there were. I'm, I'm trying to find it because I want to give credit. Um, but it was about uh, someone checked the box score and saw that Daniel Sprong tied um, Brandon Tanev for most hits amongst the forwards, RJ. I want Ooh, to talk about okay. Spronger. Like, like we talked about him, you know, heating up, maybe being a playmaker. We were all caught off guard by his playmaking. Now do we have to get caught off guard by his power forwardness? Oh, boy. I, I, I can't afford to ask him another question where it seems like I'm doubting something he can do. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting because he's not – he's got that size, right? I mean, he's, mm -hmm. he's fairly solidly built, but you don't think of him as somebody who's going out there and finishing checks and laying the body on people. But it's something he is capable of bringing, and, and especially – I'm surprised to see that too, given that, um, you know, that he's maybe dealing with an injury, you know, we don't know exactly what yeah. it is, but he wasn't a given to play tonight. Um, so I'm sure he is dealing with something, but I mean, he didn't hold back at all. No. And you know, I, I felt like he was one of those guys that, that was making a difference, but in a different way. Um, he wasn't, you know, the dynamic offensive threat that we're used to seeing from him. He wasn't as involved in the cycle and the limited minutes that he got really outside of the power plays. He didn't play that much at all. Five on five. I don't know how much of that is, is a coaching decision versus, as you said, we don't know what his injury status is. So maybe they're just trying to shelter him a little bit with the minutes there, but for him to go out there and, and, you know, use his body that way, when you know, he's not feeling a hundred percent and he's only getting limited ice time. It says a lot about the player that he has become this year in Seattle, especially. And so I do think that it's worth talking about. Um, yeah. 
Wood, lots of emotion tonight. Thank you, ECH, for helping me learn this beautiful sport. So there we go, talking about um, what we loved doing earlier. Love to love to see that. Yeah, uh, you're very welcome, um, Daniel. There, YouTuber guys were just giving excuse after excuse for why the regular season games were so close, back to backs, health, etc. They've got no excuses for tonight. No, none. You you got you. They can't say anything. Yeah, I, and I was convinced by those regular season games. I know, you know, there's the factor this, factor this, but it, it seemed like you didn't get a whole lot less than the Avs' full effort in those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, X Kid Z, that intro before the game made me feel like the 1917 Metropolitans were with the Kraken in spirit. This is one of the things I have to go back and watch it because with the ESPN and the, the game being flexed over to ESPN U for me because I'm out of market, so I didn't have the root broadcast. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I missed it. I didn't get to see it. I saw everybody on the Discord was like, wow, this is like the most incredible thing. And I'm like, let me i'm trying to find it amongst all the college softball i'm trying i know how that softball game go dylan i was stuck on that for a little bit too oh man I, so i i that's one of the things i want to go and watch uh you know whenever we end the stream here just because i i heard how incredible it was but yeah i'm i'm super happy that they did that and i'm super uh it's it's true i mean again uh, anytime you can bring in that history of seattle and hockey and the history that they have, I think that that's really important. And I think it's something that a lot of hockey fans um, across the world and, and across all the other um, NHL markets don't really know about. And I think it's one of those things that if they did, they might look at us all a little bit different too. And that's something that I, I, you know, I want. Yeah. And this is the time for them to learn. This is when everyone's paying attention. So I love the timing of it. Yep. Rebecca, I'm curious slash worried to see how the Avs adjust, but for now, I'll just take this giant W. I mean, we talked about the fact that they need to adjust. I mean, do you, are you expecting anything? Like, does anything kind of stand out to you as an adjustment you think they'll make? I mean, I, I would change the line matchups for sure. I mean, you, you want to get, if I'm Bednar, I want to get the McKinnon line away from the Gord line as much as I possibly can. And uh, they seem to lean into that tonight, and I certainly wouldn't do that. Um, so we'll start there. I think there's a couple, a couple more things, uh, maybe on the power play that I would change as well. Uh, try a little, a few different things movement wise, but yeah, I think we'll see some adjustments from them first and foremost being the lines. Yeah. That's really the, the big one that I can think about. Cause otherwise I play better. Like I, I don't I know mean, what that... you're supposed to do. You can't add depth to your team magically, right? Make your bottom six as good as the Krakens. You just can't. I can't do that. Yeah, make make Kale McCarr superhuman again uh, yeah. somehow. Yep. Yeah. Just give him whatever bio steel flavor he liked last season. <laughs> just to start pumping it into yeah. him. Um, uh, Daniel... Super chat here from Jay. Oh. Just quick, I, I have to go. Thanks for the chat, Dylan RJ. Thank you so much for joining us, Jay. Um, you know, and for so many other post games this season. Um, you know, glad to have you here. Uh, as we approach the the hour and ten minute mark, still the 168 in here. I think that that by itself 173 now would would have been a record anyway. Yes, it's incredible. No, it's been totally awesome. Thanks again, Jay. Daniel, the last time a defending champion came in to play a Seattle team in the playoffs, we dropped the beast quake on their ass. I'm telling you, RJ, you gotta get ready. <laughs> I know Todd Lightwicky because he he did a media availability mm -hmm. yes. right before the practice. He did reference a seismic event. You know that could happen come game three he was there for the beast quake he knows what can happen in this city when when the fans get really excited i'm worried about the press bridge dylan to be yes. honest i'm sorry i didn't mean to put that thought into your head i apologize i didn't mean to 
Yeah. Everyone, like, go crazy, you know, create the seismic event. Just, just, I mean, warn me ahead of, I don't know. I got to no, keep my water off the edge of the ledge. Yes, yes, don't want to give anybody you know, a shower. Maybe close my laptop down or something as soon as the goal is scored that, that sets it off. I don't know. I, I've got to make sure I'm prepared. I was going to say, anybody, if you feel like it, you know, the building really gets rocking, just feel free to point your cameras up there. Try to find RJ. See him holding on to your life there. <laughs> you'll, you'll find me. Maybe with the seasickness bands on, too. I might need those. I, I promise. Whoever gets that shot, I will put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> he will. He will, and he will wear it. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Um, Fusion Mix. I love how the ESPN crew slowly became impressed by the Kraken. Like, after hyping up the Avs, their growing admiration and bewilderment was so good. Sports movie narrative can't write it any better. It's very, very true. Uh, that is totally how this game went. They came in with the narrative of, you know, this is Colorado. They're opening their Stanley Cup defense, all that kind of stuff. They're against this plucky young upstart team. And then as the game gets going, you got Tolvanen scoring that goal. And they talk about him and the journey coming from Nashville. But then Rantanen gets it back. And you're like, all right, this is what it'll be kind of thing, right? The intermission ESPN crew just had nothing on the Kraken. You could just tell they had like no research on them. But then that second period gets going. You get Wenberg scoring a minute 20 in and all that good stuff. And the bottom line is by the end, they were only saying good things about the Kraken. That's just all they could talk about was, was the Avs, you know, inefficiencies and the Kraken being good. And that's, as oh, I've been waiting all year for it, RJ. You got to force their hand. That's what it takes. Uh, it really does. It shouldn't take all that, but it, it does sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. I yeah, love no Gino matter here. I sit, sorry, I sit right beneath the press bridge. Don't spill drinks on me, RJ. I will try. <laughs> oh man. Um, no matter how deep in chat I go, I just keep seeing things about, Hey, where's sin city. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to go through tomorrow and just take like a picture of all of those. And then see if I could like find them on Twitter or something, send it to them. Just... <laughs> we missed you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> love it oh when they do when they do show up next it's gonna be fun <laughs> yes oh my oh my seattle now that's a first impression from samuel it is i mean i love it i've seen a couple people in here that are, are from out of market congratulating the kraken on their first win and everything and you know that's what we've been talking about kind of all night is the the fact that this is the thing this is going to be that moment that will really for a lot of people put the kraken on the map is is hey you made it to the playoffs and you're winning in the playoffs you're beating a team like colorado that is the thing that will finally open a lot of people's eyes to to what this team can be yeah and there's there's no asterisks to it there's no uh there's no excuses you can really make it's the defending champs and that's why one other reason i'm so eager about this series is because everything you accomplish you can't question it uh, you, you can't right off this opponent i mean they, they just won the stanley cup uh the previous year and it, it forces people to pay attention yeah definitely uh cr bud did anybody feel like the avs tried to bully the kraken and the boys never folded i mean i would say yes but at the same time i mean kraken massively out hit them <laughs> so i i think if anybody was doing any bullying it was the kraken as they were just yeah. laughing yeah go for it yeah, I, I think the physical battle, thankfully, didn't gain a ton of traction in this game. I think the Kraken maybe even had the, the better end of it. But I don't know, maybe it was after watching that Dallas-Minnesota game last night where I'm like, okay, that's what real bullying is. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's to the Kraken's advantage that this didn't get too nasty yet tonight. 
in general. I, I think it could get for the playoffs a lot worse. Uh, I think if you start to you know, get a series lead and the abs really get frustrated, you might start to see that. Um, but for the time being, if you can just play your game and the abs can't really respond, I, I think there's no reason for this to be anything but peaceful uh, and that'll benefit the Kraken. Yeah, I, I agree. And the bottom line is we also know Kraken, they're a 5v5 team, right? Special teams. I mean, the PK has made great strides. They played fantastic tonight, but I still think the more the more time you spend five on five, the more it favors the Kraken and the more it hampers uh, what, the, what the Avalanche are trying to do there. And also, if you're the Kraken, I have never more so than tonight, RJ wanted to decline penalties. <sighs> Power play was rough. <laughs> it was. I mean, the Avs pressure two on the puck carrier was suffocating and you were, you were worried about chances maybe going back the other way. I mean, they, they can put a lot of pressure on you on the PK. They've got the skill to do it. They've got the players to do it. The Kraken just had no time and space to, to think or set up. No, they really didn't. Um, one of the interesting things, just as I'm like looking at the box score here, RJ is, and, and they mentioned it on the ESPN broadcast, Nathan McKinnon had seven shots on goal. I believe that watching it, he clearly wanted this game. That was something I was worried about given he had that hat trick in the last regular season game. Evan Rodriguez had six shots on goal. He was pretty noticeable in this one. Like he was the only little bit of depth that the Avalanche kind of seemed to have um, out there. And then interestingly, care to guess who was third on the Avalanche and shots on goal behind those two? Uh, all right. Someone maybe off the board a little bit. A little bit. Um, no, it's not Josh Manson. That would be way off the board. No, um, I'm going to tell everybody this, though, okay? Yeah. Josh Manson, he's going to take a penalty a game. This is what he does. But just know at some point during this series, he's going to score a goal with like three minutes left in the game to put the avalanche up by one. It's just what he does every playoff series. He's going to give us a bunch of power plays, but then he's just going to take it all back with one clutch goal. It sucks, but that's who he is. Yeah, I mean, that you know the book on him there. I, I don't know, was it... <laughs> Was it um, Nichushkin? It was Bo and Byram. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So he was he was apparently the answer to the offense on the back end for the Avalanche. So kind of interesting thing to to pay attention to there, especially with their second unit with the featuring the three defensemen. Um, right. Well, I guess throwing pucks on net beats throwing a stick at a coach. Wow! Tell me you yes. heard about that, Dylan. Yes, I, I did. That was good. I just wasn't expecting it. That was really awesome. <laughs> um, Ty, Tolby did way more than score. That line set the tone and played insanely physical. Wenberg, also huge in the defensive zone, paired up with an absolute laser of a goal. I mean, I don't think enough can be talked about with that Yanni Gord line tonight. So, I mean, just so, so much um, involved with it. I think that's going to be one that, you know, when when Colorado is watching back tape of this game, they're just going to go, how, how, what, what do we do? <laughs> right. The Gord line was a real problem for Colorado. This is everything I hoped for when we were on the podcast uh, previewing this series. And I was saying, I really wanted the Gord line to go against the McKinnon line. And you've got to do your best on the best. Um, this was the dream scenario tonight. And, and I think mm -hmm. the abs were frustrated by it. Yo, yeah, it was clear that they were frustrated by it. They had no idea how to handle it or, or really anything related to that. Oh, it's so, so cool. Um, let's see. Uh, great for us to get playoff experience. I think as the series goes along, we'll get more and more confident. I agree, Joey. And I think that that confidence is going to be huge for this group. We talked about, you know, they have some of the experience and everything, but 
I think they already were confident. It sounded like they were pretty confident. All the stuff that you were talking about from those practices right before they left town. Obviously, we also talked about the decisions of leaving town and everything. It was all perfect. Team knew what they were doing. Definitely. Yeah. Um, no no <laughs> questioning that. Again, trust all of you for sure. You know, just going to mention that one more time. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, this is a group that, you know, they, they know they're road warriors. So certainly for Thursday, anyway, that, that confidence is going to be there. I think the big one is going to be coming home just because they have struggled with that so much this season. Yeah. It feels weird to say that that might be a, you know, a worry factor for them. Um, but yeah, coming home, it, it's going to be a new challenge. Um, I, I'm sorry, I got to go to the bottom of the chat here. McKinnon, when asked, what did you see out of Grubauer to the, after the game? His reply was nothing. <laughs> and then the, the eye roll emoji there uh, for the response. I think he was just referring to like, you know, the net that he had to shoot at. Just there, there was nothing there. I could, there was no net to shoot at. I think that's a, that has to be what he means because, I mean, the Kraken did a good job there. I mean, Grubauer was big. I'm looking at it. Kale McCarr, he had three shots on goal. That's it. Um, despite the fact that he played 26 minutes, which is it's a lot. I don't I don't know. They're going to run him into the ground uh, at that rate. It's good, good <laughs> stuff there. Um, let's see. What do you guys think of the power play? Very uh, surprising to see McCann on there. Otherwise, from Bazzi there, um, it wasn't good. Uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit. It, yeah, that, that's the one thing that it seems like they didn't elevate for the playoffs was the power play. <laughs> yeah, there, there's still some time on that, but yeah, I wasn't counting on. But hey, if you know, you can just keep the game to five on five. Have a good PK. You don't need it. Is this an actual quote from Grubauer from George here in chat? They wrote uh -huh. me off. I didn't write back though. Oh no, he's he paraphrasing the um, the quote from um, was that uh, let's see, was that Geno Smith? Who was it? me off i didn't write back is uh, do i have yeah with gino smith That's yeah they wrote me fantastic. off I, I ain't right back though is uh yeah paraphrasing from gino smith this season which is a great quote, quote by the way oh yeah it's 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 insane it's awesome i love it um joey wow would have been great if berkey returned against former team shows how good we are to lose our best offensive player and dominate the champs i mean best offensive player are we still talk about that after mccann got to 40 goals Hmm. I don't know, yeah. uh, but uh, but yes, it would be cool if, if uh, Berkey was able to get back out there against the Avalanche. Um, it's an unfortunate situation there, but again, just another chance to talk about Morgan Geeky uh, while he's still barely holding on to that Mario Kart crown, uh, going out there and picking up a playoff goal before Matty Beneers. So you know, yeah, who, who's the real winner there? Maybe that's a Mario Kart chirp that's used mid race. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see that. But uh, yeah, Geeky gets his first playoff goal before Matty Beneers. And I see everyone in the chat. Gino Smith. Come on, RJ. Gino. Gino Smith. I I had the right instinct. I just had journalist brain that was make sure you get this right 100% because you don't want to get it wrong. Triple check the sources uh, all the time. Yep. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's see here. I mean, there's there's a ton of these. Justin, usually I listen to these on Spotify when I should be working, but I had to stay up for playoffs. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate it, Justin. Uh, and yeah, you know, that's I think that's what we all do, right? You know, we listen to podcasts instead of work. That's, that's, how, that's what they're there for. Um, yeah, yeah. Ayers, what are the chances Jerry Bruckheimer makes a movie out of this season with the Kraken? Depends how far they go. It really does depend <laughs> on how far they go. I think it's in the team's hands. I was gonna say it's in the team's hands. It's it's an interesting one. You don't often see uh Hollywood style movies like like 
recreations or adaptations of real life um, off of things like that. I don't know that we would see that, but you know, a documentary I got it. I would hope has been in the works for a while now, or certainly for all the playoffs. I mean, ESPN now is the one in charge of it, but they have cameras in all the rooms. They're getting plenty of behind the scenes footage and all that kind of stuff. I would love though for the Kraken to, to do like a behind the scenes show or, or something like that, RJ. Like, yeah, that'd be real I fun. Want that I want that like that all or nothing. The Leafs did a while back. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was good. It shows why the Leafs struggle and, and they have games like this tonight where Sheldon Keefe was their coach. But at the same time, I want that access with the Kraken because I want to see the Mario Kart. I know. And there's a lot of great stuff that I just see kind of behind the scenes or whatever that I know those cameras would capture that, you know, I can't have my camera running all the time in the locker room or whatever, but they yeah. could get stuff that, that the rest of the media couldn't. And I would support it despite the fact that I might get caught in the background of some things sometimes, which I would not like. Um, <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. And I want to uh, do this one, just quickly answer this question yeah. from Jeremy toward the bottom of the chat. Are either of y'all going to be at the game Saturday in Seattle? So yes, I will be at the game Saturday. I'll be at both games three and four. And then also just quickly want to plug uh, on Thursday for game two, I will be back at Queen Anne Beer Hall again. They're going to have another huge event. Uh, we're going to do some more giveaways, some more crack and trivia. KJR is going to be there with their radio show before the game too. Lots of fun stuff. If you can come out to the beer hall on Thursday, come say hi. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, we might not always remember to rep ourselves, but for the most part, we remember to rep our sponsor. <laughs> there we go. That, that's that's what we say at the sponsor pitch meeting in the off season. <laughs> we do. Could we show up? And that that's what we say. Um, Joey, only one ESPN writer picked Kraken over Avalanche. Who was I it? saw that it was a long list of writers too. It was I one know. out of like 30. So yeah. Do you know who it was? Oh man. I don't remember the name offhand. I looked it up. Uh, well, I was going to say, well, that means it wasn't like a Wyshynski and it wasn't like, you know, Ryan or anybody. No, it wasn't one of the main, I, I had not heard of the writer before. All right. Well, that writer deserves a lot. <laughs> yep. Tried Everybody... to find him on Twitter, but couldn't. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Fusion Mix, how many sizes of the Grubauer and Tolvanen sweaters will be out of stock in the NHL shop by tomorrow? Well, a lot. <laughs> yep. A lot. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Uh, from Leaf here. Sad to report that the Avs comment section on Reddit is not that depressed. Lots of Kraken, we're lucky. We're still winning this no problem stuff. Hopefully after game two, it's a different tune. I mean, look, there's an element of me that is like, good it's good they're standing behind their team you got to do that kind of thing they're yeah. not like this overreacting fan impassioned fan base kind of kind of stuff but at the same time i also have to wonder how much of that is them trying to talk themselves into that as they're typing it out i think there's a good deal of that i you know yeah putting myself in that mindset imagining a few years in the future the kraken win a cup they come back the next season they lose game one to an underdog i'd like to think we'd still be confident yeah, uh, me, me too. Um, we'll do a, a like a, a, a last call kind of thing. Final thing here towards the end of, of chat for, for everybody who's still hanging around for the 140 or still hanging around here. Because <laughs> uh, then I think we are going to have to end this um, uh, kind of soon here. But yeah, I mean, there's just oh, there's just so, so much, RJ. Uh, it's been so, so fantastic. And on top of all that, we got, you know, the the win <laughs> like like I've, I've just been so like in the doing all this with everybody in the community here uh and all throughout the game on um discord and everything but like oh yeah the kraken won too like i still get to think about that 
Yeah, yeah. All right, so here, Vaiharen in here with the with the ESPN writer. Uh, uh, yeah, Sachin uh, Chandan uh, with Kraken in seven. That's the one I recognize. And I guess maybe there was another one, Blake Bolden, Kraken in six. All right, well, everybody's got to go give them some love because they they believed <laughs> that's that's a yeah. big big deal and apparently they know what's they know what's up <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh, get another plug in here by the way so gotta join our, our bracket challenge nhl bracket challenge oh, yeah, if you haven't already there is still time uh up until the start of tomorrow's games you can still submit and edit a bracket so you get the one game of information first so you can go change all those abs picks to kraken picks uh if you want to go do that but yeah, go join our bracket challenge. Uh, winner gets some major, major bragging rights in the ECH community and a cool prize uh, that we will announce later. Uh, but yeah, go fill out your brackets. It's a fun time. Doesn't take much time. You know, five minutes, set it, forget it, or, or pay attention to it if you want as the playoffs go along. Uh, but yeah, join our bracket challenge. It is Emerald City Hockey. You can just go to NHL, so search NHL bracket challenge. It'll be through NHL.com. You can search the bracket name. It is N- Emerald City Hockey. Uh, so go join everybody if you haven't yeah. already. Yeah, I was I was like the last person to do it before the games kicked off yesterday, because uh, mm-hmm. that's how I roll, you know. And um, <laughs> I was I was the hundred and fifty eighth person in there, which is incredible that so many people are in there. And then I went and I checked to see like like all the all the teams that are doing one. There's also a Kraken team one that you can enter yeah. to try to win like a signed jersey with everybody on the team. You can just port over that same bracket if you want everybody. Um, but as I was looking, RJ, I mean, our little ECH community here, bigger than almost all of the corporate sponsor leagues of the <laughs> NHL, just blowing some of them out of the water. Scotiabank, get out of here with your 24 people bracket. <laughs> come on. Enterprise, come on with 11 people. What's going on? Oh, they man, get you got to highlighted some fans. Too. I know they get highlighted too. Like the NHL, like really highlights all their corporate sponsors leagues. Nobody's in them. So just again, yeah. want to thank the ECH community. Uh, I mean, showing us that we're we're bigger than giant multinational conglomerate corporations. Love yep, it. all thanks to you. And yeah. hey, I mean, if if you're affiliated with any of those companies, you hear us talking trash on you right now. Sponsor us. Maybe it'll maybe it'll help you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We could guarantee. Maybe we that might change year, our tune. I was gonna say we could guarantee next year that we could provide you tenfold growth in your bracket <laughs> challenge. Those are the numbers they want to see. We're really rounding out our whole pitch here late in this uh, post game live, RJ. <laughs> oh yeah for the off-season sponsor pitch meetings um but yeah love to see that and hey you know what also we weren't too far off of the florida panthers official bracket either so that's pretty cool uh sponsor us florida panthers oh actually that (laughs) might not work yes definitely definitely oh man love it and uh, i see all the all the good night messages and everything uh from everybody there uh as well appreciate it good night everybody i mean good luck getting to sleep anybody after all this i'll be up for a while i can say that much it's absolutely been a lot. Uh, Lindsay, I've been thinking lately about how meaningful the infamous 7-2 chicken parm game loss to Colorado was last season. Big turning point for the team. Fan relationship makes this series even better. That's true. I forgot that that was against the Avalanche last year. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's cool with fitting the first playoff win oh, comes that's against so them. Oh, so good. Oh, I, I, you know, I think I'm going to ask a player or two about that when they come home. I have yeah. to. 
yeah, you definitely have to. That is awesome. Thank you very much for reminding us, Lindsay. Uh, that is that is fantastic. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us here. Thanks, to everybody, for being a part of the awesome community that we have here covering the Kraken, talking about the Kraken, hanging out, all being Kraken fans, all of it. I love spending this evening with you. I know we're going late, but it's it's been worth it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Such a fun time. I've been spending this with all of you. That. I was looking forward to this post game all, all night at the beer hall. I just, I couldn't wait to, I was having a great time, but couldn't wait to get back here, share this with all of you. And the great news, we get to do it again, at least four more times. That's right. Get to do it again on Thursday. It's going to be awesome. Game two. You ready, Afra? You ready? You ready? She's ready for bed is what she's ready for. All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us for this post game live. Another shout out to Queen Anne Beer Hall. Again, if you're if you're around everybody, go check them out on Thursday as well. Maybe say hi to RJ. See if he's got any, you know, stickers or swag or something good. I gave you. out all the stickers oh, I brought tonight. Never but hey, mind. I got more, everybody. Oh, there I we got go. more. <laughs> I got more. I should have brought more. There we go. Lindsay going to eat some chicken parm for dinner. The night we eliminate the abs night all let's go cracking. That'll be, we have to do that. If that comes to pass, everybody got to do that. It's going to be awesome. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you all on Thursday.